Jacko, mate, welcome. Welcome to our review podcast. Um, where we're going to review a bit of a sticky weekend. It was sort of all over the shop. You end up sort of having a bit of a bet at Mornington when you didn't really want to. Then I found myself betting in Adelaide, Perth, I don't know, killed Andra. So, Jacko, first of all, welcome, mate. How are you going? Yeah, mate, I'm good. Look, to be honest, I find myself punting in uh, crook places most Saturdays anyway. So, welcome to the dark side, my friend. But, um, Mate, just wanted to ask you, because obviously, you know, you're usually up and about. You're usually the happy bloke that sort of carries the vibe through, through this podcast. And I'm usually gr- the grumpy one, but the roles are reversed today, mate. So, you know, talk to me. What's going on? Yeah, it's, pre- it's pretty rare. I'm flat. I'm not flat. I'm not flat. I've just had, I've had a day. I, um, I'm trying to sort out a new phone at the moment, right? And it just, it's not a simple thing. Like, you can't just go like, oh, yeah, like, my phone's had enough. I need a new phone. Like, and you think it's just like, oh, cool. We'll just swap that phone over and you get the new one. So I was, I was on the phone. I, I shit you not. Like this is, this isn't an embellishment. This isn't like saying that Winks won by 20 lengths. Like, like she won by seven and that's what she did. I'm telling you, I was on the phone to this bloke for an hour and 26 minutes today. An hour and 26. So I thought, Round one this weekend, I'm going to get to training early, about 5.45, and do a little bit of touch work, you know, get my hands going, get my skills going. And I started my phone call with this bloke at, at quarter to five. So I thought plenty of time, like, just to sort out the phone, few, shift a few details across. Question after question after question. I ended up getting stuck on hold with a computer who was trying to get my bank details processed. Took six goes. I'm on the phone in the team meeting to this fucking person well, that didn't exist. I just, I don't know. Is it just me or in 2022, should this shit just be easier? I don't know. Nothing's, nothing's easy these days, mate. Nothing's cheap either. Oh, fuck, man. And I think it's just a rollover as well from sort of the, the sick feeling that we had over the weekend with the, the heavy 30 at Rose Hill getting moved to Newcastle and then they dished up a rubbish card at Mornington. I just think everything can be related back to the punt. If you're having a shit day and things aren't going your way, all you've got to do is have a think back to what happened on the weekend, mate. Did you have a, you know, a nice Saturday on the punt? Did you clean up? Or was it you know, brown rice and tuna for the week? Yeah, and speaking of which, I actually had that today for lunch. So it was two cans, John West, and they were on special, ten at Woolworths. So save yourself the extra buck. A uh, little brown rice cup to go with it. So we're eating good this week, boys. It's been fantastic. Um, Obviously, just first thing I want to mention on the brighter side of life, because we've been negative, but we're, we're pretty positive people, Jacko. We're pretty positive. We've got a ripping three weeks coming up, don't we? The best three weeks of the year, barring the spring carnival, mate. Like, this is, this is where you want, to, you want to step in and get involved. Even from not, not a punting standpoint, like, if you just love your racing, you just want to sit back and watch the best horses go around, this is it. So, make sure you're tuned in. Make sure you're, you're listening to our previews. I'm sure we'll find a few nuggets for you guys down the track. But, um big three weeks inbound for sure so we got the championships week one and then week two following so we got four or five group ones on both days all black type races and this is what all these autumn horses have been set for so the tj smith's shaping up to be a really good race few unknowns Doncaster's is going to be really good with a few lightweight chances so exciting look the valley as much as i hate the place it you can either have a really good day on the punt there we can have a really ordinary day on the punt and things just weren't going right for punters on Friday night whatsoever, were they? 
No, I sort of tossed and turned whether I was going to play at this meeting. I knew there was some half decent races at Rose Hill coming up the next day. So I thought I'd try and keep the powder dry. And in the end, that was the thing to do. So I hope most of the punters did the same or at least found a winner. But um, yeah, I mean, just things didn't go away. We had some scratchings. We had a horse come up lane that we tipped as well. So um, just one of those things you try and scratch from the memory, I guess. For sure. So flying mascot, big story. I think a lot of people on face value were disappointed, but we've later found out, first of all, saddle slip and second of all, come up lane. For sure. You could see visually just on the replay or even if you caught it live, the, the, the rider couldn't actually settle properly on the horse when he was turning. For whatever reason, the, sh- the saddle shifted and that's huge for a horse's momentum. It can actually feel that moving around. So Half an excuse there, but the real excuse comes in the stewards report. And this is something we touched on in one of our reviews afterwards is that um, you always got to have a look. If, if a horse is on face value, if it's disappointing, there's probably a reason for it. Turns out that flying mascot's been lame in, in one, of its, uh, it's one, one of its legs. So um, complete excuse there. The horse is going to be out to spell. So um, trainers have already indicated that. So hopefully we'll see him in some nicer races back in the spring. For sure. It's... um. I think probably not a bad time for this horse to be tipped out now either. Like had a seriously good prep. Um, it'll be it'll be running in much bigger and better races in the spring, hopefully at the Flemington as well. Um, William Reed, we saw a little bit of an upset. Um, we were a little bit flat having our two roughies, Marine One and the Inferno, both scratched, which we, we were pretty keen. We thought the Marabi was probably the class of the field, but we were keen on these two runners. September run has never gone inch at the Valley and decides to come out and win a G1, Jacko. Yeah, I mean, definitely flattening that our scratchings came out. That was, uh, you know, pretty much knocked us out. But it sort of blew the race wide open, in my opinion. Obviously, we thought that Marabi was the best winning chance and um, she was just found out by the hot speed in the end. And we both made a good point before the, before the race is that if it was 1,200 on a hot speed, there's just enough question marks there to probably take Marabi on and, um, that's what ended up unfolding here. So they went berserk at the, at the start here. Camel Parser booted up and Jonker was up there as well, just flying. And Maravi was just close enough to be caught up in that speed battle. So I think she was okay in the end. They'll probably give her a spell as well um, and, and just sort of see what they can target maybe later in the spring. But the winner, September run, like, man, she was pretty much in my life band book. I'm, I'm not going to lie. She was almost there. But Ned, I've, I've, I've learned a pretty valuable lesson, mate, that with these, with these massive um, conglomerate trainers like Chris Waller that just dominate across the board, if one of their top-line horses is not running well for a, a you know, period of time, there's probably a good reason for that. So I got some pretty credible info from a credible source that uh, the horse actually had a, a throat infection and a, and, a, and a bacteria in its throat. So they got her in the, on the anti- antibiotics and got her up and running again and here we are she's she's run well in a new market she's run a placing and all of a sudden there's a group one there so it just goes to show don't ever count a horse out from that stable um regardless of what they're you know two or three runs if they're putting up in a couple of stinkers stick with them for sure and she was just about the best three-year-old in her in her crop too um winning obviously the Daly Spring classic as a, as a filly so no doubt it's good to have her up and running again we flip then, so obviously we leave Mooney Valley on to Friday night and then we wake up Saturday morning and we've got Mornington, which again, look, it, it's good that they get to get a share around of these, these local tracks. It is really good, but can be sort of hard to punt at. I find Mornington, a lot of horses bunch up on the corner, so it makes for a bit of messy racing. But look, my ride of the day, and we love this segment, my ride of the day actually comes at Mornington 
and it was Damien Oliver on a horse that you've backed us in with, into before, and that was Russo. Like, this horse doesn't traditionally race on speed, and he decided there wasn't much speed in the race, dictated, and it led one. Really, really good. Yeah, for sure. I think I think Oliver's really underrated for those type of horses that that go forward. He's people often get caught up in when he just can find the gaps if he sits in behind. But we've seen it time and time again. He just sums it up perfectly. For sure. And as well as that, at Mornington, we we did have one race that were reasonably interested, and we found some cash. Um, and that was Crystal Pegasus v Pondus. It did look a race in two. Pondus obviously on the quick backup from last week, but. I just felt like the, the preparation for Crystal Pegasus leading into a race like this, and you agreed, faultless. Yeah, for sure. It was a clear target set by them, and it's with this camp again. It's, it's Chris Waller. He's just across the board, all states. He's just dominating at the moment, so you've got to stick with him and, and follow his horses wherever they go. But we both gave a good push to Crystal Pegasus. The, the campaign and, and the whole preparation was all set up for this race, and they're now into a Caulfield Cup, so they've got what they've came for now. They're going to set uh, this horse on a Cup's path, and there was just enough upside there over the top of Pondus um, just to put it ahead. And once I saw they started laying the horse a little bit and Pondus was the one getting support, I just went again. So good result. We had one tip at Mornington for one win. So awesome result there, mate. Yep. And a Saturday steer for yourself. Did you have one? I've obviously thought Ollie, but did you have one yourself? Yes, I did have one. So it was in the third at Rose Hill. Uh, well, actually, it was the third at New. Uh, well, Newcastle was on the Monday. Rose Hill was a Saturday. Can't fucking keep up with it, mate. Whatever the hell happened over the weekend. But um, William Pike on Mount Popper. I just thought it was an excellent ride. He popped the horse off the fence just at the right time and kept Polly Gray in behind him. That ended up being the winning move because obviously um, Polly Gray went down only as narrow margin in the end. So. Really, really positive ride. Had the horse up there, box seat, which I thought he'd have him there and popped off just at the right time and timed his run to perfection. So Pike's going super at the moment. We obviously kept a close eye on him as soon as he came and he's doing super down in Sydney at the moment. There you go. So the two Saturday steers, Ollie and Willie Pike, so no surprises with a couple of veterans riding a few good ones. Um, just lastly on Mount Popper, obviously tipped into it, but the money for Polly Gray was serious serious amount of money i was getting pretty worried late in betting we were out to four bucks in the end which in hindsight seems a bit ridiculous but polly gray does swim saturday we get the race three we're excited about these group ones and good racing coming up and and i, I don't know if you watched race two i'm sure you did we're both degenerate so we watch race two everywhere but race two at rose hill you could not see a single thing i don't know how the jockey stayed on the horses it was terrible and and going back to to pike as well if you if you watch the replay he had to rip his goggles off halfway up the straight there was just that much mud and shit flying around fuck it was dangerous but i think they made the right call in the end it's a bit disappointing actually because like ranwick stayed up the whole time during the really really heavy rain where we got that consistent sort of three weeks and they managed to get full meetings in at Randwick each week. So uh, they wonder why they only get 10 meetings a year at Rose Hill, I guess. For sure. They moved the meeting to Newcastle on Monday. So first of all, massive applaud to the Landys and all the racing New South Wales staff to move a, a Group 1 meeting that is obviously highly ticketed and, and a massive revenue bring in for them to quickly move it to Newcastle on a Monday, organise all these trainers and jockeys so that that's just class from them in order to be able to perform that and just take six or seven races to Newcastle. So first of all, hats off there. And then obviously Newcastle as well. I think a lot of people sort of eyebrows went up when they heard it was going to be changed to Newcastle, but it's a really, really good draining track. And you saw that it ended up racing a soft six on just on Monday. So 
obviously the right move. They made the right call there. Let's go to let's go to race three. So race three, which was at Newcastle. So scrap your your form guides from Rose Hill. We're going for the Newcastle races. So race number three it was the Emancipation Stakes. Have I got that right, Jacko? I've you got that. there, mate. You got there. We spent about fifteen minutes doing sort of a syllable sounded out before the before the potty, but we got there, mate. I felt like I was on you know in high school musical when they do the the warm up before they go out and sing. I felt like we we were doing that before. So yeah. glad we did. Paid off. Bit of class taken out of this race, though. So Hungry Heart was scratched, and the other horse was that horse coming over from from WA. Um, but promise of success, so one we've been trying to follow, and we just couldn't win. Know where she fit, but she obviously fits around that Group Two level for mares. Yeah, for sure. And no pun intended, but this horse always promised something. Like she she was just always running well without getting that kill and. Here it is here. She got the A1 set up, really top ride from McAvoy as well. This was potentially uh, ride of the day, but I just had Pike ahead. So just got the ultimate split in the end and a bit of a bunch finish here. So it says that a few of these horses are pretty similar as far as where they're at in their prep and, and maybe the talent level as well. Just on the couple of scratchings. So Hungry Heart's obviously in, in the Doncaster. So that horse is always going to go there. And I reckon it'll just get scratched again. It feels like it's been scratched the last 40 weeks just based on heavy decks after the first up run. But the other horse, the, the WA horse, Kiss on All Four Cheeks, has actually been uh, accepted into the Doncaster as well. So I think it may have made a mess of these and they were they were pretty confident and they thought, you know what, if we if we don't need to run and we've got already our ballot into the Doncaster, let's just save the legs and have a crack there. So I think it's about 30 to 1 or somewhere thereabouts at the moment. It's got a really nice little light weight. We'll see what the horse can do next week. But um, as far as this race itself, promises of success ran well and Ana Visto, the favourite, probably just doesn't get the 1,500 in you know, a real high-quality mare's grade. So I think they'll drop her back to 1,400, try and get her back on a dry deck, and she'll definitely improve. For sure. It's a sense of arrogance about that kiss on all four cheeks, isn't there? There's just a little bit there. I think there's going to be, really, there's going to be a couple that are going to be really hard to beat in that Doncaster to have lightweight. Jury's out a little bit with Ana Visto. Like you, I know you don't want to overreact too much first time probably first time ever running this way of going too. You've got to go up to Newcastle. So it's all foreign stuff. She didn't get to dictate either. So it's a few question marks. You'd want to see her come out and do something again. Race five's the Tancred. So we got our first group one on a Monday <laughs> in Newcastle, which is just, I actually got to say, I was sitting in my uni shoot. So I have uni from 12 to eight on Mondays. Me and you were texting each other back and forth sort of, sharing our opinions on the races and, and whatever. And I had the my sort of one note in the left corner and I had the little box on, on my tab app in the bottom right corner and I had the brightness down, but I had it down because I was genuinely embarrassed that people around me were going to see it. Um, I, halfway through the shoot, I've clicked out of one of the videos on my tab app and I forgot to turn mute off. So Darren Flindell's dulcet tones have screamed across the car, across the classroom in my four o'clock uni shoot for teaching. So yeah, face went pretty red. Anyway, the, the Tancred, Jewish, just, oh, it's as simple as just class of the field. We, I don't know if we got it. Yeah, no, we got it wrong. Gotta be honest. It, gotta... It, well, yes, we got it wrong, but the other the caveat is is that we've done form for a heavy sixty at Rose Hill during the week. And as you said, it's a soft six at Newcastle on a Monday. So it's it's a completely different setup. Um, you know, we, we obviously weren't anticipating this hot speed as well. So that those couple of things there and 
that it was just a nightmare all weekend. So, you know, you, you can do as much form as you want. If they change meetings and change tracks, it's a completely different setup. So, you know, that's not to say that Jewess wouldn't have come out and done the same thing at Rose Hill. She definitely has the talent to just didn't think that she was going to have that type of turn of foot on a heavy nine, heavy 10. And I'll probably stand by that, but got, got the, all the favors here it was definitely a swoopers race, but she absolutely destroyed them and she's a mare on fire at the moment. So I'm interested to see where they go with her, if they're going to get into the Sydney Cup with a lightweight or whether they want to have a, a throw up the stumps at the Big Fish and, and have a go at the Queen Elizabeth, just based on what sort of form she's in. I hope they go Sydney Cup and, and sort of tip her out for a spell after that because I don't think she's going to be too competitive in a, in a Queen Elizabeth over 2000 back in trip. But um, as far as the other horses, like there's a few disappointments there. I thought she's ideal was fucking very disappointing. Didn't show much, just sort of ducked back to the inside and whacked away. Spanish Mission had excuses. Um, the horse was found to be coughing after the race. So not sure how much you read into that, but the horse has to be spelled now. It's got stewards um, reports so that it has to be spelled and trialed before running again. So a good indication that the horse wasn't hundred percent, but I don't think any of these horses were beating Jewess on the day. So Spanish missions out with a bit of coronavirus. Is that what we're saying? <laughs> we'll, we'll go with that actually. He's got the Rona. Um, I just want to touch on the relationship Josh Parr's got with Jewess as well. He's obviously just, he's a very neat jockey. He doesn't do a lot wrong. He's sort of very by the book sort of jockey. I think this, that really suits a horse like Jewess. Back last, sort of brings her to the outside before four or 500 to go and just lets her be a racehorse and just try and hit the front, basically. So I, th- I just just wanted to comment on that relationship. So good. Yeah, for sure. And, and he's a very underrated jockey. And just you make, you make a great point as well about looking at where the jockey bookings are. So Josh Parr is normally the stable rider for Bjorn Baker. He went down to Melbourne uh, when he had Overpass and uh, Malkovich and rode both those horses. So he's most of the time runs for, runs for Bjorn Baker. And Baker had a horse in this race, but if you see him on a different horse, there's got to be a reason for that. If he's not with the current stable trainer and he's on another horse, that you know, obviously Jewess is the class of the field. We all know that. But just as a reference going forward, just pay attention to those sort of things because, you know, the, there's always a reason why. For sure. Hey, I've got a question. So Sydney Cup versus Queen Elizabeth, that's obviously the two options that they've got with this horse. It's either bring her back 400 metres or step her up to a sort of Melbourne Cup, Sydney Cup distance. Is she as far off very elegant Zaki and these horses as we think? Like she's beaten Think It Over by four lengths. So it's, how do you tie it in? Yeah, I mean, she's she's a mare that's just completely on fire at the moment. But I just think at 2,000 metres, she's not going to be as sharp as these other horses. So I think a horse like Zaki, who's probably not the top pick in, in, the, uh, in the Queen Elizabeth, will still be a couple of lengths ahead of where Jewess is at. If it's two, 2,400, anything longer than that, she's obviously brings her a lot more into play. And that's why I think they're going to head the Sydney Cups path and try and get her over that longer trip. The other thing as well is uh, if she wins the Queen Elizabeth, if she does go there, she gets the handicappers will get a, will get a hold of her for the Melbourne Cup and, and they'll, they'll give her a nice little penalty there. But if she wins the Sydney Cup, it won't be as, as heavy going forward. So that's why I think they're headed Sydney Cup with her. And um, I think she's at a half decent price as well. She will be favourite, but um, anyone that, that has your futures bets, if if we get sort of a soft six or anything better again, she's going to be extremely hard to beat. Awesome, awesome. No, I'm really excited. Obviously, Caulfield Cups and things beckon for her next during the spring too. Race six, drying track, nine dollars into six dollars. Chris Waller, race on the speed. Hugh Bowman on board. Group one. Fangirl, she comes out and does it. So she's back. 
she's back. And, and Bowman had her closer today as well. I don't think anybody had her settling sort of third or fourth just off the fence. It was perfect right again. Like Bowman's on fire at the moment. Chris Waller's just unstoppable. He's, he's Quinella this race again. It's just like every other week you see a group one, group two getting Quinella or trifected by Chris Waller. You just, it's just like a, like routine at the moment. It's just a fucking procession. But Fangirl was super. She's bounced back. The drawing track was obviously in her favour. She just doesn't seem to go a yard on those heavy eight, heavy nines. I don't know if, if there's been excuses, but I think they know with her, just scratch her if they go heavy nine, heavy 10 going forward. Try and find those drawing tracks for her, and she got the advantage today. But pretty flattening from a betting perspective, this one, because we obviously pushed hinged and just got nosed out by the stable mate. I also made a pretty good push for, uh, for Never Been Kissed, who was around 3.20, 3.40 the place who also got nosed out for third. So the two bets that we had, you know, win bet and a place bet were, were pretty flattening there. And just one horse that's probably half a horse to follow just to keep an eye on, not saying it, it'll win a big race going forward, but Gypsy got us the horse that came down from, from Queensland. I don't know if it jo- enjoyed the uh, heavy track. It was a half decent Oaks trial. I think you, you can sort of take a little bit of confidence that the horse wants further off that. Just took a long, long time to, to wind up. But when it did, it was really strong through the line. So I think keep an eye on where that horse can get to going forward. For sure. You've, you've got to say that Hinged and Fangirl are the two star fillies to come out of this three-year-old group now. They're just, well, their lengths above the others around this sort of 1,600 mile, 2,000 distance. So hats off to Chris Waller. He's just, he's a genius. You've got Espiona in there as well, who's just going to be a different horse, I reckon, when, the, when these dry tracks come around in spring too. Yeah, for sure. Ke- keen to see that the queen of the turf as well. I don't think Fangirl's headed towards the Oaks. They've probably got concerns over the trip. So queen of the turf is where sort of the three-year-olds can take on those older, really classy mares. So keen to see how sort of Fangirl and Hinge go. For sure. That's the end for our review this week. Um, it's obviously a bit of a mix and match week, but the, the week that we have coming up is really, really exciting. I think from just just anyone that's a fan of racing to punters to to owners, to anyone. I think this is what it's all about. This is sort of second, as you said, to sort of your Derby Cups cup sort of thing. Um, in terms of us, we've actually got an exciting opportunity coming up as well. So for listeners, we're obviously on Instagram at the moment, um, posting bits and pieces still there and, and keeping you guys intact with our, our tips. But we're going to come out with a little bit of an idea. So that'll be um, up and running tomorrow on the preview. We'll introduce that and make sure you guys understand all the instructions for that. But There'll be a nice little surprise in the preview tomorrow. But Jacko, been a pleasure, brother. Always is, mate. Exciting times coming up. Stay tuned. Sure. Thank you second again, people.